Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Christy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. I'm a transformational trainer, speaker, firm mama, and proud wife to a distinguished Navy SEAL. We believe in the motto, never give up, never quit, while doing it all with love. I'll share real talks with experts and thought leaders who offer proven strategies to turn your barriers into success in this unfiltered, transformational, and thought-provoking podcast. Let's do this. Hello, friends. Today's guest knows all about helping entrepreneurs launch and scale their business through high-powered strategies and systems. But he hasn't always run million-dollar corporations. He's actually had a tough journey to his road to success, but I'm going to let him tell you all about it in this episode of the Be Seen, Beloved podcast with Susan Nisanka. You right. said it right. <laughs> hey, Susan, awesome. how are you? Did I say it right? <laughs> you did it well. That's really good. All right. I was worried about that one for a bit, but we <laughs> made it happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome. You Thank are you. doing big things online and through businesses and helping so many people. Share your story with our listeners. How did all this come out to be? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your platform. You're absolutely. So it's an honor. Um, you know, you're doing some great things yourself, and it's just really great to be in the same space as you. Um, so my background is actually, I come from Sri Lanka, not a very wealthy uh, background. I come from a very middle class. Um, you know, we are trained to actually, uh, my parents taught me, you know, you got to go to school. I remember at a young age, I was like, hey, uh, my parents asked me, okay, who do you want to be when you grow up? Like this very familiar question that we all get asked, right? And I was like, I want to be an astronaut. And my mom goes, you cannot be an astronaut. You got to either choose a doctor, uh, you got to be an engineer and lawyer, typical Brown family, you know, uh, response. So I ended up choosing, I wanted to be a brain surgeon. That's kind of where, uh, because I was so intrigued by the human brain and how we perform. So Long story short, um, I didn't actually become a doctor. I ended up going into private banking. I thought I was going to be an investment banker, had, you know, big shot investment banker in San Francisco. And I realized going into the work, it was so much anxiety that I built every single day. And I got so sick and tired of it. And I remember days like going into the restroom and just literally crying because I knew I was in a space where I didn't feel comfortable, number one. Two, I felt like I was in a box. And I was just crying. I was just wanted to get out of that space. And that's when I was really started looking into entrepreneurship. I was like, I meant to do something more. I meant to get out of the matrix. You know, we hear this matrix system a lot. So at, at 23, um, I started my first business that was in real estate, which was in notes payable, um, failed miserably, uh, really did really bad. And I decided, you know what, I need to start getting mentors because if I want to be this person, if I want to build 
a specific business, I need to start mimicking. I need to start embodying these uh, mentors. So that's kind of when I really got a mentor that really cut my learning curve, um, build a network marketing business, uh, build a marketing business, which led me to um, Australia. So lived in Australia for a couple of years, which completely, completely changed my life. And I knew at that point, uh, my authenticity actually was born when I was in Australia because I had this big ego that was driving me when I was in private banking. And I kind of, you know, let go of my ego and started just being real to myself. So, and I had to ask myself, okay, what do I love doing? I love building businesses. I love taking someone from X to Y to Z, you know, and recognizing that I was like, okay, how can I help more people uh, build systems and strategies with their business? So that's kind of where... Uh, the long version, I guess, <laughs> this is supposed to be a shorter version, but that's pretty much the long version of, you know, how I came about uh, building my business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's take it back a little bit to your early childhood. Now, were your parents wealthy? Did they come up, you know, did you come up in a wealthy family? No, absolutely not. So in fact, my parents aren't graduates from college. Um, you know, they didn't graduate from college. They just had jobs. My mom worked at three jobs. She was a teacher, uh, teaching at three jobs. My dad was an auditor. So the concept was, you know, you go to work, that's the only way you can make money. So, um, you know, being grown up with that mentality, uh, my mind was very black and white. I was like, okay, this is the only way to make money. So when I moved to San Francisco at 21, I realized there's other options of making money. That's when I really started exploring this entrepreneurship world. And did so, you have any other siblings? Yeah, I have two other sisters. One's a lawyer, one's an engineer. I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they, I was left with being a doctor. <laughs> a brain surgeon at that, a brain doctor. Yeah, yeah right. And so your brother and sister followed your parents' footsteps, but you did not. And was I, that because of the transition to San Francisco that opened your eyes to a whole new possibility? Yeah, you know, I remember at seven years old, I was in school in Sri Lanka, and I remember passing by, and I saw this family who, um, you know, the kid got picked up by a Mercedes, and I remember telling myself, I want to change my family tree, and I think that planted a huge, huge awakening for me. I was like, I, I want to be the one that changes the family tree, you know? Um, so that was kind of like the uh, inception of me starting my own business, but I've always I've always wanted to own my business, but I, I was waiting to get permission from my parents to own a business. And it was really tough because, you know, you get the validation from your parents and your sisters and, you know, you're telling, they're telling you like, stick with the corporate job. That's the safe route. So for me to really kind of um, go against that, it was a lot of, it was a battle. It was a huge, huge battle. I think that's what stops a lot of us in line mm -hmm. is the expectation our parents have on us. Yeah. And I know for, for me, you know, it was a go get your degree and get a job. Yeah. You know, same as you, same as you. And I did that. I, I went to school right after high school and got my degree and it wasn't, you know, bachelor's wasn't enough and went on to get a master's degree to climb a corporate ladder. And I was so sad. Yeah. I was so yeah. sad and depressed. I remember those times in the bathroom, just yeah. wondering what am I going to do with my life? You know, why? Yeah. Why am I working so hard for someone else when I know I have the potential to help so many other people in this world? 
yeah. I'm like destined for more. So you had that feeling inside that you were destined to yeah. create more, to do more. And, you know, engineers and, and, and lawyers are extremely successful. Very, very. But they, they the question, are. you know, the question is, are you happy with what you're doing, right? And right. You, you can be absolutely, I mean, my sisters, they're extremely, extremely successful. In fact, my older sister she, because she saw how I was doing in building my own business, she wants to build her own business now in project management, right? So I see how the family is getting changed. But my question always goes back to, you know, it's okay to work for someone as long as you're absolutely happy. You wake up every morning and you're like, this is what I want to do. And I think for me, I was just not happy. I was very depressed. I was sad. And, you know, like you said, I think we tend to meet our parents' expectations more than we meet our own expectations. So when you recognize to let go of that, I think that's when you really step into your own power. A lot of people say that, excuse me, a lot of people say that you shouldn't just follow your passion because passion isn't just where the money is. Yeah. Have you heard that before? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think there's a way of going about doing it. Yeah. You have to be smart in a way. Mm-hmm. To make sure that you navigate that passion with something that's going to be successful and really make you feel fulfilling. Yeah. I mean, someone's passion could be, you know, just going out, helping people in the, I don't know, in the mountains or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's fulfilling for them, but it doesn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I've learned through my journey that me being happy is so much more than yeah. me living a life for someone else. Yeah, yeah. And the success will come. Yeah, absolutely. And something to talk about the passions. It's funny, I actually got uh, one of my clients last week or two weeks ago, we were on a call. And, um, you know, my question is, okay, what do you want to build? Because my goal is to build an idea and to build it into an inception. So he goes, oh, my, you know, I don't really want to make money. My passion is, I'm like, listen, I'm not the guy for you because I want to build businesses, right? And being said that, your passion can be monetized. It's just like you said, you have to be a little bit more smart. You have to be intelligent. And sometimes, you know, it's not always butterflies and rainbows in entrepreneurial world. But your passion can be profitable. But as long as you're willing to um, let go of the idea that it needs to be in a certain way. Right, right, right. Well, let's go back to the 23-year-old Sean. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the same age when my journey began. My journey of wanting more began. Yeah. Back when I was 23 years old that I started finding myself. Yeah. And started dabbling here, dabbling there in different areas that failed. Now, tell me about that experience. Oh, man. I could remember it like yesterday, to be honest. Uh, I'm sure you can, too. I think the day when things were born, right? So for me, I remember um, I was in a space where I was really, really depressed. I was in, I mean, I've never shared this in public. I was in a point where I was ready to like, just let go. I was so depressed because that's how bad my energy was with the finance, um, you know, career. And I remember one of my brokers came into my apartment that night. He's like, he, he came over for scotch and he goes, Sean, just sit down, you know, and he goes, dude, you have so much potential, but it's blocking everything from you receiving it, right? And uh, that was the very first time, actually, he introduced me to the movie The Secret. So I don't know if you've, I'm sure we've all heard it, we've seen it. Same time, that was my turning point was when I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy how just one 
movie, and it was the, I think that was the only thing that I needed to see. I didn't know what law of attraction was that till that t- time. Like I was 23 years old, so I was living in this space where I had no idea what law of attraction was, but I knew what law of gravity was, right? Um, but I didn't know what law of attraction because guess what? I came from a family where they didn't understand that your thoughts are things, right? So I remember uh, watching that and telling myself, "Man, I've been cheated! Like I mm-hmm. have been cheated." No, anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> so I had to like go back to the drawing board, and I remember um, I invested, I think, like six, seven k on Tony Robbins, um, uh, his uh, Unleash the Power, power thing. Yeah, some some program, right? And that was a pinnacle point where I was like, okay, this, yeah, something, something didn't make sense, and I was like starting to put the puzzle back together, and that's when I started rebuilding myself back up. So, right. I'm really glad you asked that. I'm curious to know your story, actually. How that, that is the exact same story that I had. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine from Toastmasters told me to, and my life was just really low. I was very depressed, very sad. Things were not going my way, and I was trying everything. I was trying to climb the corporate ladder for nine years and it wasn't happening. Oh. Well, it's working on getting my degree so I could get a better job. And a friend gave me that CD, a secret. I probably watched about 200 times. Yeah, yeah. Also during that time, I got this CD set. I don't know. I think I got it at a discount for Tony Robbins. It was called Personal Power. And it was a 30-day course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I was so excited to get it. I think I went through it in ten days, but I, I needed that information. I needed that Mm -hmm. information, and that right there was the turning point of my life that transformed everything. And then, and as my journey began, or they began getting in business ventures and growing myself in my own personal development, Mm -hmm. that right there was the foundation of everything that allows me to never stop, never quit. Yeah, yeah. There's something that goes beyond when you learn to develop yourself. You really learn to change the way you think. Honestly, like I, I came from, you know, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty. And for me to be so grateful every single day, and for me to just be so certain with my business itself and where I'm going. So it took a huge turn. Um, so yeah, personal development has a lot of power. And I think a lot of listeners, they should get into like books, audio, just surround yourself, you know, because you do end up becoming the product of your environment. So you got to change that. And uh, the sooner you do that, the sooner you get to get to where you need to be. Right. Ongoing education, ongoing learning, yeah. it's, that makes us grow. Yeah, absolutely. Grow in so many different areas. If there's an area yeah. that you feel like you're stuck, find a book. Find a book, find a mentor, find yeah. a group, some some sort of, I don't know, foundation or organization or people who can help build you up to wherever yeah. you want to be in that certain area. So that is so, so very important. So you failed measurement in business <laughs> with the notes, yeah. <laughs> business, and then you found mentors, you found people and you said, hey, I can't do it alone. And so you found other people who are successful in different areas that were, it sounded like they were more than open to helping you advance. Yeah. I was in a really bad place in my life. So for me to share the story and I was willing to take them out for lunch for free, like I was just like, I'll do whatever it takes for me to just hang out with you. I just want an ounce of your air. You know, that was my goal. I'm like, I love, 
like one of my mentors was making a million a month and I'm like, I, I just want to like, just shake your hand so I can grab some of your energy. You know, that was my thinking. And I was willing to do whatever it took for me to just come to the other side. And I'm not saying the journey has like ended. It's still, it's still, it's a working process. You know, we are always evolving. We are always changing the way we think, the way we behave. So uh, I think mentors is, you got to have mentors. It'll save your life so much. Right. What do those mentors teach you? It taught me a lot about being your biggest resource. You know, you have everything you need within. I think the biggest uh, thing I got out of uh, mentorship was you have everything you need within you. You know, you don't need to chase people. You don't need to chase things. Um, You can be very resourceful. And also, you know, um, he said one day, Winston Churchill once said, one person with courage is a majority. And that just hit me. I was like, you know, if you have courage and if you're willing to take the actions, everything else will put into place. And I just build one step at a time. I just like building a house. Right. I remember those moments where I was actually surrounded by a lot of wealthy people. And I, mm-hmm. like you, I wanted that energy. I wanted mm-hmm. to know how, how, mm-hmm. how, what kind of person is able to attract such great things. And they were good people that I was surrounded by. And they were more than willing to help me succeed. But at that moment, I just didn't understand yeah. how could they get to where they are now. But now, as I've learned to live my life and just be me, just be yeah. me, now I live exactly the way that they lived back then when yeah. I thought it wasn't reach, reachable. You know, I yeah. just, you know, when yeah. you're young, you just don't know how it's reachable. Yeah. How can they be yeah. that successful? How can they live in that home? How can they have that car? How can they have that family? And I didn't have anything at that time. But when I allowed, when I learned to just let all of that go and not care and just mm-hmm. be myself and be grateful for the little things that I did have, things started building and building and building around me. Yeah. But that's, I think that's the turning point. It's a gratitude yeah. we talked about before. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like we always tend to put these people on a pedestal, you know, and we worship, worship them. And one recognition I had through my path was they all started at zero, mm-hmm. you know, but they worked, they worked ridiculously, right? And they knew what they wanted and they just had no non-negotiables. So I think uh, when I realized that I don't need to put these people on a pedestal, they are at the same level as I am. We all equal, we all one. And I think that's when I like learned to let go of my ego and just kind of understand them in a different way, different level. Right. Now you're helping other businesses grow. And so tell me a little bit about that. How are you helping other people grow? What are these strategies and systems that you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I love strategies. There's always a nerd inside. I was actually the president of chess club. I have that side. So pretty much what I do is, uh, you know, if you, ha- if you're an entrepreneur that has an idea, I bring that into inception. So by building, launching and scaling. So they the biggest mistake. A lot of entrepreneurs do is they just have an idea and they just start building, but they really don't think about the future of the business. And that's why most businesses fail because they don't really actually strategize and put the systems in day, since day one to really grow the business. Because I always believe that you got to really build the systems in place. Act as if you're already running a million dollar a year business, you know, and uh, come from that state of mind and start making decisions, start hiring people. Um, it's pretty much strategizing from there on. So 
I have what's called a seven-step, uh, seven-phase method that I take clients through, uh, pretty much from describing your brand story to building your sales system. So pretty much the whole A through Z of uh, building brands and businesses. Okay, so you're saying that people should act as if they're already running a multi-billion-dollar business. Um, what do you mean by that? I mean, what if someone's starting their business and they don't quite have the funds for it and they're just kind of building along the way? Yeah, so that's such a great question. So the way I always train my clients is a lot of us, we build a business from left to right, right? Uh, but I want you to start thinking about building the business from right to left, meaning what is your end in mind and who do you have to become to achieve this goal? Because each phase of your business you have to become a certain individual, certain person, right? And if you operate in that level, if you bring your future self into the present moment, guess what? Your decision-making skills get so much more stronger. You'll know exactly who you need to hire, what things you need to do, how many, the kind of work ethic you do. So it's a, it's a mental shift that you have to do because you're not just building a business because it's a side hobby, Right. When it's a side hobby, you don't really make much money, right? But if you actually treat it like it's a business, it's about to hit $10, $15 million business, you act and you do certain things in a certain way. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And I know that's one of the reasons why I always have high expectations of what I put out and of yeah. myself. Yeah. I always keep it at a professional level because I'm always mm-hmm. thinking about who do I want to attract, what kind of clients I want to attract. Yeah. I attract a high-end client. Mm-hmm. And so I need to portray a certain image to yeah. track those type of clients. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people miss the boat when they start. You know, they start small, sitting on the couch, watching mm-hmm. TV in the bed, you know, taking videos in the bed, things like yeah. that. But again, remember, who do you want to attract? Are the people yeah. you're attracting? Are they laying in the bed? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are they in their pajamas? Are yeah. they, you know, is their background full of clutter or mess? I mean, who are you trying to attract? What kind of people do you want to attract? You have to keep that in the forefront of your mind as well. And you said it right on the dot. I'm glad Uh you used to share that because that's something that most entrepreneurs miss because they think that they could just be on the side building it, but you are the mirror of people you attract, you know, you who you are. So, you know, if you're not attracting the right client, look within and start changing the traits that that client might have. So, right. And what do you find your clients, your current clients that you have now? Social media. I build pretty much a profitable business literally on social media. And um, yeah, I think it's such a, you know, there's always face-to-face um, of building businesses. I mean, there's still, it still works, but we didn't expect COVID to hit, you know, and now, you know, because of that, everybody's hanging out online. So if you're not pivoting, you're not adapting you're really missing out. So, you know, there's so many different platforms. There's LinkedIn, there's Facebook. Now there's Clubhouse, Instagram, Pinterest, um, you know, um, all these social media platforms. You, there's clients hanging out. But you got to ask yourself, where is your ideal client hanging out? And then put all your effort into that and also do what, what I call the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your content should go into that. And then 20% diversify into different platforms. Okay. And so I was going to ask you, how do they know how to find their ideal clients? Yeah, that's such a good. So there's so many different ways to there's find so your ideal clients. So many different platforms. And that there's so out. many. Yeah, there's so many ways, honestly. Um, one of the ways is honestly is 
who do you really want to work with, right? Who it really goes back to, okay, I have this business model I want to build and I have this client. When you get clear on your clients, um, kind of the uh, triggers, the mental triggers, the pain points, uh, what do they listen to when they wake up in the morning? What do they eat at night? Like when you get that kind of clarity, you learn to attract that. And one of the things I actually teach my clients is start like start uh, cutting pictures of these people and then start just talking to these clients because everything is attraction. Everything's energy, right? So that's something that has worked really well uh, for myself, even for my clients, just to attract the clients. Because if you can call them out, you don't, be, you don't have to be a salesperson because you're naturally putting your message out and you're attracting those clients. So I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a law of attraction. It's a little right trick. There. It's a little right. trick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm supposed to, or our listeners should find pictures of different people that they want to attract and put it like yeah. on a vision board, is it? Yeah. Vision board. You know, when I first started building the business online, I actually literally put my client's ideal client's face picture on my phone. So every time I talk, I would like directly talk to that person and I would call that person out. And guess what? One morning I woke up to the client saying, hey, I want to actually work with you. You know, $3,000 later, working with the client and now it's like going into a different package, right? But it's really learning to really call your client out and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just... You know, there's always the sales side of it, but it's really understanding marketing and really understanding messaging. And if you speak your client's language, they will relate to you. They will come find you. So it's less of a chasing game, I would say. And clients come work with you and say, you find. So things have changed now. People aren't going to networking event, networking event, networking event. And that's what I promote a lot or tell a lot of my clients were on social media is that times have changed. You no, know, there's yeah. a thing called COVID-19 that's out now, which has required a lot of people to stay inside their homes. And yeah. what are they doing? They're in front of this big spring called a computer system. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. so how, how would you tell people to, how would you explain or show people how to pivot from, you know, going to physical networking events, talking to people face-to-face to being online? Yeah, that's, yeah, again, another good question. So first is you have to let your ego go and know that you have to change. Like, you have to change. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind, bottom line, right? Because some people there, I can give you all the strategies, I can give you all the systems, but if you're thinking subconsciously, I'm going to do it my way, you're completely, absolutely wrong, right? That's number one. Step two, there's so many virtual groups that are happening. You know, there are Facebook groups. There's so many communities that are out there right now because of COVID, everything's virtual. You know, there's virtual summits. You need to get involved. And now there's a new platform called Clubhouse. And real quick with Clubhouse, I'm not promoting Clubhouse. I don't get paid for Clubhouse, but there's 1 million users that's not even open to the public yet. And you have all these influencers that are hosting these rooms. You want to be part of these rooms, you know, be, uh, be uh, bef- uh, before it goes into the public space. So there's still ways to do it. There's still, find- it's, it's the going back to finding the groups. I would say start with Facebook groups. Uh, Clubhouse is a great way. LinkedIn is throwing out events. I mean, there's so many different events still going on, but it's virtual. So 
Wow. Yeah, I've heard a lot about Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse myself and I've joined a few groups and gotten tons of value and help and guidance from these leaders. And yes, I know it's a new platform. Another, you know, another platform. (laughs) Platform with the fitting your schedule, but I find so much value because of the type of people who are on clubhouse that you if you get in their room i mean it's like grant cardone he's on there like all day all night there's uh jen gottley that mm-hmm. is a media guru i've seen amy porterfield on there i've seen it's her name some actors actresses on there as well yeah. as far as, mu- as music producers I mean- I was in a room with Paris Hilton. Like, even How Paris Hilton is on Clubhouse. You know, <laughs> that's that's all, like, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, it is. It is. So I know it's a new platform. That's something that we all need to uh, take a look at. Take a look yeah. at and see if, how we can make it the best for our yeah. business. And I just want to share something real quick with the listeners, too. I mean, I got so overwhelmed, you know, every time there's a new social media platform, I, I'm like just overwhelmed because it's like another thing to deal with. And I always talk about, do you use social media as a tool? You know, it's not meant to stress you out. It's not meant to overwhelm you. It's not meant to frustrate you. It's meant to use it as a tool to build your business. Um, and I think if you change the way you think about social media, I think there's a lot of good that can come out of it. I mean, I connected with you through social media, right? It's just, it's just, and I feel like you're someone that I will be connecting with for the rest of my life. Your energy is great. So it's just, you know, a lot of my relationships, most valuable relationships actually came from social media. So if you think of it as, okay, I'm just going to build relationships, it changes the way you play the game on social media. Right. And it's all about organizing your time and time management. Yeah. Spend your time wisely, and it's not yeah. time that I'm going. To, I mean, maybe before bed, I'll give myself two minutes to scroll through Instagram and yeah. look at fashion or something like that. The latest, but what's on sale? But yeah. other than that, throughout the day, it's for a purpose. It's for yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Who am I connecting with? Yeah. Uh, am I creating videos now? Am I putting out posts? Am I growing my mm-hmm. group or mm-hmm. list or or whatever? But if you do it that way and keep things strategic, yeah, it will be a lot less overwhelming for you. Yeah. So, Sean, awesome, awesome information that you've given us today. But tell our listeners three things, three takeaways that they can leave with that's going to help them grow their business or strategies or systems that you know about. Yeah. Um, so one, I would say be grateful. Um, don't be just be grateful for what you have, but be grateful for what you don't have and what's coming. Because We're so focused on the things that we are grateful for, but we forget to do, okay, if I want to, you know, if I want to make 10, 12K a month, be grateful for that. Be already live in that moment. So I think gratitude is huge. Number two, I would say really use systems to build your business because they will save so much time and headaches. You know, Uh, it's going from email marketing to building your sales funnels to really build systems from day one. And even if you build a business one year from now, just go back and look at, okay, well, how can I you know, automate this? Because if you can build a business with automations, you will get your time back because you don't want to replace a job with another job, right? And that's we, we don't want to go that route. And the third, I would say, honestly, be proud of who you are. I started doing this actually two months ago, a daily win. 
you know, every day before I go to bed, I'm like, okay, I did something great today and I write it down. Daily win, financial, anything that you can be proud of. Because at the end of the day, you have to be prideful of who you are so you can start serving uh, and making an impact. Awesome. All right. So be grateful, use systems, and be proud. So those are great things that I know that I'm going to start implementing right now. I've done some of them, but just be more mindful that you are implementing and have a purpose connected to them, which goes so very far. So Sean, lastly, what are you, what is lighting you up these days? What are you up to in the future? Oh man, I'm so I finally came out with my company name. Um, I believe that business has to be about holistic. Um, I want to help as many entrepreneurs that really want to make a six, seven figure income um, and just give them the tools, the strategies, and the systems they need. And uh, really want to build a business around my lifestyle. That's what I'm really excited about and just making an impact. So, looking forward to it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it as well, Sean. And thank you so much for being on the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Thank you so much. Absolutely an honor to be here. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. For more inspiring conversations, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me directly at beseenbelovedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.